Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Today is Wednesday, December the 1st, 2021. And uh, welcome, everybody. Great to have you on today. Uh, Those of you on the uh, Facebook Live, good morning. Podcast, whenever you listen to this, good morning. Great to have you. Good morning, Jamie. So we're going to be reading today, uh, beginning in Isaiah. We're doing some Advent readings, reading through the... uh, using as our guide this uh, book called uh, Minister's Prayer Book, by edited by Doberstein. It was uh, actually Martin Luther's kind of prayer guide. And we're doing lectionary readings um, beginning this week with Advent. So, yeah, first week of Advent. I uh, hope your Christmas season's off to a good start. I'm preaching this weekend. I'm excited about that. It's been like nine weeks since I've preached, so, you know, a little, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but, yeah, I, actually, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be preaching from uh, Isaiah chapter 1. We're doing a series about a Christmas carol, kind of that's the sort of the theme, uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, because we're doing that pr- program for uh, our community on December 17th and 18th, uh, but the whole sermon series is based uh, is going to be kind of uh, a Christmas carol theme. So, yeah, so I'll be talking a little bit this week about uh, about that. But but the ba- main text is Isaiah chapter 1. Come now, let us reason together. So, But today, we, uh, we, we are a little bit past that, chapter 2 of Isaiah. So we have three readings today. Um, uh, Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through I'm going to read verse 5 to uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, 13 through 20, and Luke chapter 20, 19 through 26. Let's do it. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, Ann. Good morning, Chris. All right, let's do it. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. That's all. Um, let's see. Isaiah chapter 2. It's a beautiful passage, guys. Really, it really is. Um. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. So Isaiah is prophesying in the southern kingdom um, to Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and all the nations will stream to it. Many people will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. Great prophetic um, passage here, pointing to the time of Jesus, right? 
there's going to come a day when people will say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, the temple of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. Mm. So for what purpose? So that we may walk in his path. Why does God teach us his ways? So that we can walk in his path. Not so that we just have a bunch of head knowledge. <laughs> Not so we just have a bunch of, so we can pass a true false test. God gives us his wisdom through his word, through the Holy Spirit, illuminating the word so that we can walk in his ways. And his ways are the best ways, right? Come on. You know that. Amen. His ways are the best ways. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And this is awesome. Verse four, man, this is beautiful. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Ooh, man, that's beautiful. So Isaiah, writing in 740, 740 BC, is looking and sees a vision that uh, of the Messiah, when the Messiah would come and establish his kingdom. And we see this in part now, but one day it will be fully realized. But where you go to the Lord himself will teach his law so that we might walk in his paths. That's the coming of, that's the advent, man. It's, it's the coming of Jesus. And a day is coming when um, people will beat their swords into plowshares. Why? Because there's no need for, um, there's no need for armor. There's no need for weaponry. Because the kingdom of God, the kingdom of peace will be established. He is the prince of peace. Man, that's what we long for. That's part of the longing of Advent, right? The longing of the peace. Not only that we realize that Jesus came uh, as a baby in, at Advent or at Christmas, but we look towards where we are now. We look to the time when Jesus comes and he completely fulfills uh, this kingdom of peace. And war ceases, um, death ceases, uh, sin ceases. Man, it's awaiting. All right, next one, next passage over in First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter two, verses thirteen through twenty. First Thessalonians two thirteen through twenty. Let's do it. Here we go. And we also thank God continually because when we when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. We talked a lot about this when we were reading through Thessalonians last month. But man, when you receive the word of God as it actually is, the word of God. You know, I think some people just, you know, they they use the word of God like it's an opinion or one among many. But uh, here Paul's saying, I thank God for you, Thessalonians, because you received the word, the message of the gospel as it really is, which is what? Um, the truth of God. <laughs> you receive it as it actually is. 
the Word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Man, do you know that today? You may think, man, I don't know if I'm making any progress. But the truth is, uh, the Word of God is at work in you. Yeah. The Word of God is at work in you. The Word of God cannot return void. That should encourage us, man, that the Word of God cannot return void. It always accomplishes that for which it's sent out to do. And so the Word of God, as we implant it in our hearts, as we embed it in our hearts, it's going to do its work. Thanks be to God. (laughs) Right? So that's what's awesome about committing ourselves to daily time in God's Word. Because even when we don't feel it, even when we don't, you know, get a goosebump and like, or, you know, walk away. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, which I don't know how many, how many of us ever walk away from, you know, Oh, pastor Terry, the Bible says, Whoa. Wow. But anyway, anyway, the word of God accomplishes its purpose. Even when we don't feel it, the word of God accomplishes its purpose. It's at work in us who believe verse 14 for you, brothers and sisters, became imitators of God's churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from, from your own people the same things those churches suffered from the Jews who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and also drove us out. They displease God and are hostile to everyone in their effort to keep us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. In this way, they always heap up for them, their sins to the limit. The wrath of God has, has come upon them at last. Paul's talking to the Thessalonians and sees he, the, he was facing fierce opposition uh, from the Jewish uh, folks in Thessalonica as he was trying to preach the good news to the Gentiles. And Paul's like, we talked about this too, but their objection was not that, hey, we're trying to win the Gentiles. No, they didn't care about the Gentiles. They just didn't want, um, they just didn't like the disruption. They just didn't like, they just, they didn't, it wasn't that they had a heart for the Gentiles that they wanted to reach them. No, they they were more concerned about a a defilement of their own religion that might bring Gentiles into it. Aren't you glad that God opened up the kingdom of God to everybody, Jew and Gentile alike? That's the, the message of the good news. All right, Luke chapter 20. Luke 20. Yeah, a little different, right? A little, little going back and forth, a little jumping Old Testament, New That's the way lectionary readings work. You go Old Testament, epistle, gospel. Luke chapter 20, 19 through 26. Luke 20. I'm 19 through 26. Let's do it. Um, the teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately because they knew he had spoken this parable against them, but they were afraid of the people. What are we going to? 26. My eyes ain't good, man. I got I to use a little, I got to use a little uh, marker to make sure I'm, not reading more than I should because my little eyeballs ain't working right. All right. So it's 19 through 26. Yeah. All right. Keep a close watch on him. Uh, Keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. But the spies questioned him. Teacher, we know that you speak and teach what is right. 
They don't believe that. They don't even believe that. <laughs> you ever know somebody just talking about the side of their neck? They, they don't mean that. We know you teach what is right. Yeah. And, and, and what they were really saying is, teacher, we we really trying to find a loophole. Teacher, we know that what you speak and teach is right and that you do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. So we got a question. We got a question. Hey, Jerry, what's up, man? Morning, Christine. Bill, good morning. So we got a question. Um, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Verse 23. He saw through their duplicity and said to them, I see, man, I see right through you, bro. Don't even don't even come out with that. I see right through you. Uh, he saw through their, their duplicity and said to them, show me a denarius. Is this a coin? Whose image and inscription are on it? It had the it had the uh, it was uh, imprinted with Caesar's um, description and said, "In Caesar we trust." <laughs> Essentially, uh, basically, it was said. Essentially, the inscription basically uh, insinuated that Caesar was God. So. Um, Jesus says, "Hey, give me the give me a coin. Whose uh, whose image and inscription is on it?" Caesar's. They replied. He said to them, "Then give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's." Man, we got to pay taxes. Darn it! Thought we were thought we were gonna get out of that. Nope. <laughs> they were unable to trap him in what he had said there in public, and astonished, and were astonished by his answer. So they became silent. Hmm. Give to God what is God's. Give to Caesar what is Caesar. Um, a great question to ask yourself today is, what is it that God wants from me? Um, obviously, the big answer is your heart, right? The most important thing God wants is your heart. But out of that could, could come other things, right? Um, your time our attention, um, our um, our humility, our willingness to serve. What is it that God is asking uh, of you today? What is it that God wants for you to surrender? Now, we've said before, whenever God asks us for something, it's not because he needs it, but it's something, it's because we need to give it. Um, and whenever God asks us for something, it's an opportunity for him to serve us in a new way. You see, the very heart of God is that of a servant. And so when God asks obedience of us, it's not because he needs our servitude. It's because there's something he wants to form in us through that act of surrender. Um, so even through our surrender, even through our giving to God, he actually is serving us. He's never He never asks of us because he wants to take from us. Every time God asks from us, it's so that he can give to us. It's the heart of God. Isn't that beautiful, though? That's the very heart of God. That's the heart. God is a giver. For God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave. He gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Whenever God asks for obedience, we think, oh, man, why would God ask that of me? It's not because he wants to take something from you so that you have less. It's so that he wants to give to you in abundance. There's something lacking 
And the only way to get what you really need is by relinquishing what you're clinging to. That's a hard lesson for us to learn, man. Um, it goes back to that first passage. We come to the Lord what so he can, we, we learn the law of the Lord so that we can walk in his ways. We can become more and more like Jesus. We become more like him. We can experience um, more fully this kingdom of peace and righteousness and goodness uh, that he came to, um, to establish for us. Yeah. And in us, not only for us, but in us. Yeah. Hope you guys are enjoying this little, this little book, man. There's so much in here. We didn't, we obviously we're just, we're not even, we're barely scratching the surface of what all is in here. Um, as I said before, I used to pray this thing every, every day for decades and, um, love the, uh, love the daily prayers. Um, yeah, I, I learned the creeds by this little book, this little, um, like the, like this, this is this creed. This is awesome. Great theology. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. What? I need the Holy Spirit to draw me. But the Holy Ghost has called me through the gospel, enlightened me by his gifts, and sanctified and preserved me in the true faith. In like manner, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and preserves it in union with Jesus Christ in the true faith, in which the Christian church, he daily forgives abundantly all my sins and the sins of all believers and will raise me up and all the dead at the last day and will grant everlasting life to me and to all who believe in Christ. This is most certainly true. Wow, isn't that beautiful? That's what God does, man. That's theology. That's deep theology. That's what happens. He forgives us and strengthens us through the work of his Holy Spirit. Awesome. Awesome. God is good. God is good. Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray. We're going to pray now. We read the word, read a lot of word. Now we're going to pray. Lord, thank you so much for my friends. Thank you for the privilege of reading and studying and just implanting your word into our hearts today. God, we come to you not to gain, just to gain empty knowledge, but we come that we might be changed, transformed, that we might walk in your ways. So God, would you help us today to not only hear the word, but also do the word. And uh, Lord, we, we ask that you would search our hearts and what is it that you want from us that, that we might surrender to you so that we can become more like you. God, we thank you that your heart is that of generosity and, and uh, that of a giver. And so Lord, we know that you always serve us. Even when we give, you're serving us in some beautiful and mystical uh, and mysterious way. Lord, thank you that the word of God never returns void, that it is at work in us. And so, God, I pray that my friends today, those who may even feel discouraged, they look at their spiritual life or their life in general and wonder, am I making any progress? Lord, may they be encouraged by knowing that you are at work, that you are working um, daily, moment by moment in their lives, uh, bringing about your good purposes. Lord, we thank you so much for that. And um, we look forward, Lord, to, uh, to, the, to see the fruit of what you're doing in our lives right now that we can't even see, but you're busy producing uh, and doing the work so that we can produce much fruit. Lord, may you encourage each and every person today. May you bless them. Uh, may they know that they are loved dearly by you. And uh, God, at, during this Advent season, may we slow down and observe and wait on you. Lord, may we be slow to speak, quick to listen, uh, and slow to anger. Lord, we love you. We give you thanks. Bless each and every person today.
according to whatever need they have and according to your perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being on today. We're back at it tomorrow as we continue through the daily readings of Advent. Um, this time of waiting, this first part of the Christian calendar where we wait. We wait for the coming. We sort of relive the, the expectation of the prophets and the faithful. Um, so, yeah. So thanks for being on. Um, yeah. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday. First day of December. Get this December started off right. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for uh, spending this time in prayer and reading. Pray God bless you today. Enjoy your day. Ann, Robin, Etta, Mary, Miss Simmons, you guys have a great day. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.